Welcome back to the Member Country Music Podcast. This week I got to hang out with John Wood. We got to talk about his original music, his journey to Nashville, and how he's found so much success in his short time in Music City. John's new song, Back When, is available everywhere now. Go check it out. John Wood on the Arsenal Podcast. Come Nashville. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a, another episode of Remember Country Music Podcast. As always, I'm Kyle Corbus, and uh, today I got John Wood on the show. John, before we get going here, first of all, how are you? Doing great, dude. Couldn't be That's better. all we can ask. That's all yeah, we can man. ask. Now, I want to I start off by saying this, and I hope you don't hang up the phone after this. This has been the one episode that I think we've been trying to figure out for how many months at this point? Oh, yeah. It's been a... I can just pull up my phone. It's been at least six months. It's been a while. Oh. Like I've had reasons that we can't do it. You've had reasons that we can't do it. We're danced around and uh, here we are. July 6th. Was July 6th. <laughs> July was the last time. But <laughs> July 6th. And then wait, what happened? There was at one point you, uh, uh, what was the one, the funniest reason? The reason why, because I, I remember I had to work one day. And then I had something and you had something, but I remember the funniest reason why we couldn't do it was because you got some sort of. I was probably hung over or something. No, you got a bee sting. It was like something like that. A bee sting. You had um, something happened where you got bit by something, a spider bite. No, I know what you're talking about. Uh, you had to go to urgent care. <laughs> oh yeah. No, a tick bite, dude. A tick bite. That's what it was. I had a, I had a tick in my ear. And woke up at four o'clock in the morning. And I'm pulling this tick out of my ear. And uh, dude, so like that wasn't the worst part. It was like after I got bit by the tick, I went on vacation and uh, I came back a week later and my ear was like swollen for like a solid day. So I was like, okay, I should go to the doctors. And he told me, he's like, if you got it off within 24 hours of it biting you, like you're fine. And I knew it just bit me because it, Dude, it felt like a like a bad earache. Like it was horrible. I believe it. I, I feel bad um, for laughing, but it was a funny message. No, it was it was it was pretty stupid. Everyone's like, <laughs> dude, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I just had a tick in my ear. But I, I remember I was like, Oh, all right, me and John, we're gonna hang out today. We're gonna we're gonna shoot the shit and we're gonna talk. And then I get a message that says, dude, I have to go to urgent care. My ears all swollen. And I was like, Oh my god. And I was there for like four hours, dude. I, I was in the waiting room for like three hours and 50 minutes and actually in the doctor's office for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and all I found out in the doctor's office was, Hey, you should probably stop drinking as much. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm in, I'm in, I work in the music industry. It's kind of tough <laughs> not to drink. He said, he said, you should stop drinking as much and maybe pull the tick out when you notice it for the first 24 hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, long story short, we're here now, so that's all that matters. The ear is not swollen yeah, anymore. The tick is donezo, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, dude. Here we are. Well, um, so why don't we uh, kind of get get started here by um, by talking about some some stuff here that that I maybe this is a reason why I kind of lash on to you as an artist and lash on to you as a songwriter and just maybe as a person in general. But um, I know. Uh, pre-recording here we were talking about what how i got into this and um 
we know a little bit how you got into this, but, but, and I want you to elaborate on that and how you got into country music and songwriting and, and things of that nature. But um, what I want to start off by saying is that the one thing I've noticed about you is that you are just a genuine country music fan and a music fan at that. And you know that because when you scroll through your Instagram, you were playing, you know, Kenny Rogers straight, obviously. And, and, yeah, you know, man. Um, you know, you're a little bit of an old soul. And uh, you, you, you know, you like the uh, the traditional stuff, which is awesome, super refreshing. Um, but you're just a fan in general, and I love that. And I think that that's that. You know, it's cool to see that because sometimes you don't, and sometimes you look at this stuff, and and quite frankly, like I know I'm a country music geek, but sometimes I'm I'm always like, man, like why do I love this stuff so much? And there's so there's people that also do that. But like, sometimes you feel like that you're the only one that's absolutely obsessed with this, but then you see you playing all this stuff and like, and, and you know, and just loving it. And it's cool. It's cool to see. So how did you kind of get into it? And um, why did you fall in love with it? And why did you think that like, this was the, this was the thing for you? Man, when I was a kid, like, like 10 years old, I loved uh, really old country, like, like 70, 60, 60, 70s country. And there's even a video of me sitting there, didn't know how to play a lick of guitar, but I'm sitting there holding this guitar, acting like I'm strumming it, and I'm just lip syncing it. Like, don't even know. I knew all the lyrics, but I didn't sing. Um, and uh, after that, I picked up guitar and started playing guitar a lot. And I didn't sing. I just wanted to um, – all I wanted to do was be a guitarist. And But I didn't listen to country. Um, like 14, 15, year old, 15 years old is when I started Me too. diving into country music. Um, for the longest time, I just wanted to be a rocker. I mean, all I used to listen to was like Molly Crew and Def Leppard. And, Again, uh, me too. <laughs> and um, so that's what I loved. I mean, I still love it today, and I still have um, a lot of respect for it. I mean, I just love good. I, I love good music. But um, when I dove in, when I started diving into country, it was when I realized that I could do it for a living, and mainly when I realized, you know, I love singing, and when I realized I could sing. Um, but I mean, I grew up with my dad, you know, always playing like Conway 28, George Jones and Merle Haggard in the car. Um, and we always had country radio on, but growing up, you know, that's just what we listened to. And that's what we, you know, my dad would, would have rather me listen to that than listen to, you know, uh, shout at the devil. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Motley Crue that did it, but, um, just stuff like that. I mean, and then, you know, when I got to the age of figuring out what do I want to do for a living, um, I did so much different work. But I turned 21. I was, I came to visit out here, and I just went for it. I think I was here for like four months before I wanted to move home. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this sucks. I don't know anybody. But just stuck in there, man. I mean, uh, held it out. And uh, finally got to meet my, uh, I met my producer. He hit me up through uh, Instagram and met with him and drank a bunch of whiskey and talked about country music that's how it starts that's how it's here starts. we are uh yeah dude here we are three years later it's been yeah that's crazy next, next month will be three years that we've been working three together, years which three is incredible years. isn't that nuts to think about like you've been living this dream for three years and you've been you know doing what you want to do for three years three whole years it goes by so yeah hard. sometimes it feels like six months and then sometimes it feels like 10 years yeah yeah but, i bet and you know what's funny is that uh, I just the, you probably know this story, but like whenever you move to a place where where 
it's uncharted territory or you maybe you don't know anyone or whatever, you know, obviously you always get that feeling that you want to just like move back and move back to where you're comfortable and, you know, do what you yeah. want to do. But like, even like Garth Brooks said that, did you know that like Garth Brooks moved to moved out of Oklahoma, moved to Nashville. And then about like, I think it was like a month later, he moved home. No, dude, he was, was uh, you probably know. The story it was, right? no, I just know the story really well. Cause I've seen that, in that documentary. Like, yeah. Right. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but he was in town for like, 18 hours oh that's right it was short it was really short. it was right? really short and yeah. uh he got offered a publishing deal yeah. Like, yeah man we want you to write songs for us and then he's like great he's like how much does it pay he's like 700 he's like 700 a week he's like no 700 a month he's like well shoot i make a thousand dollars a week playing at you know local bars around that's right. oklahoma that's right, that's right. And, the, and the pub deal guy was like well you should go back to oklahoma <laughs> and he did and that's he, he did right yeah 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 it was uh, he was back in town the next day but, so how, how, much, how, how much do you love that like like just thinking about that like does that does that like does that drive you because you look at a guy like garth brooks and you're just like oh it's, it's freaking garth brooks dude like garth brooks is one of my guys like he's my you give okay if you ask me my top favorite artists i can't give you them in a specific order but i know that chief is one and i know that everyone else just is is two three four and five but like not in any way they're just there because i love them all and garth yeah. brooks is one of those guys so like it's freaking garth he's a he's a legend how he he straight up said all right i'm just gonna go home well what it makes you realize is uh you know it didn't always work for these people that you look at as stars yeah um and it kind of makes you it kind of makes you look at them as more human like it didn't always go their way yeah um so it uh that's what i love about those documentaries is you get to know them on a personal level and you get to see how much they how much crap they went through trying yeah. to you know make it and then you see some areas where you've made it easier i mean it's like i was here for three years and it's like with covid realistically i've only been here two real years right like, so two two years to be able to work i got a pub deal it's pretty awesome i mean yeah I know people that have been here for five years that just got up here. And, um, you know, it's like, I'm just, I'm making it happen, you know, yeah. I'm, uh, getting it done. And, uh, so when I see, uh, how, how hard someone worked and how long they worked and then you're, you know, all we know of is from Garth Brooks is, you know, this huge artist, but then Central you Park. look back, you look back, I mean, like George Strait, he, uh, work he came from he went from texas to nashville mm -hmm. uh, all the time from 71 to 81 yep. and his last time he was like this is the last time i'm gonna go or or i quit if i don't get anything so it was 10 years later is when he met uh irv Woolsey and uh got his record deal it's like 10 years of busting your ass you know and to become the biggest country star in the world because everyone thinks i think um you know they're like if i don't make it super quick then i'm not gonna be great yeah like there's so it's such a timing thing in this industry and i mean every everybody's clock is ticking on you know on when they're going to be the biggest thing or uh when they're going to get a record deal or um you know when something's going to pop off for them so but i think the the important thing is to not look at it as like if I don't, well, obviously they call it tenure town for a reason, but I think the important thing is to not look at it and say like, okay, 
I've been here five years, but this person's done it in two, right? Because like, it's all about the growth, I think, personally. And maybe that person, let's look at like a Ray Folger for, for a second, right? Like, let's, yeah. let's use him as an example. Like, he's now just turning into, he's like turning that page into that artist career. But, and everyone's, and everyone in country radio is like this new guy, Ray Folger, right? Like, you know, all these things but we've been listening to Ray for how long? Or like, we've been listening to Ray's songs for how long? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I know. so Nashville's, know. Nashville's a lot different than, uh, than country radio. hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's um, what people don't realize. No, but, not at all. Like look at, look at Riley Green, for instance. He's been busting ass down in Alabama, making a killing. Yeah. And then he finally signs a record deal. And now everyone knows who Riley Green is. Right. There you go. It makes you wonder how many non-rate, non-country radio artists there are that are. I mean, Ian Munzik, for instance. Hey, Ian Munzik. Dude, if you're dude, if you're listening to this right now, make sure to go listen to that Ian Munzik episode. It literally came out the day we're recording this. Continue. <laughs> they're all hicked out. Um, but Ian Munzik, great dude. But it's like, um, you know, he's just now getting stuff on radio. But the guy can go. The guy could go to Wyoming and sell out a freaking you know, venue in no time. I mean, I think at a saw in Oregon, he sold out. I'm yeah. like, who even lives in Oregon? <laughs> I don't know. I've never met anyone that lives in Oregon. <laughs> so to think of having fans out there um, who will, you know, sit there and buy your ticket and come to your show. That's pretty awesome. That's a committed fan group. Yeah. Um, I hate the word fan. I don't, I just don't know what to use. It's <laughs> like, it's It's like we hate the word interview it's the same deal yeah yeah (laughs) same idea or like cody johnson cody johnson's a good example of that too yeah yeah. you know cody johnson was running the whole texas scene for you know he's doing the whole 10 years 10 15 years did you watch that documentary no i need to i've had i've had so many people tell me to, to watch it listen it's it's bad that you didn't watch a documentary because that shit came to jersey and i saw it one night one time i went to see it and it was me. It was in uh, theaters, wasn't it? Yeah, for one night, one time in theaters, and I was I like, "I think it was select." It was. It was in. It had to be in the Nashville area, though. If it was in here, if it was here, it had to be there. Had to Maybe be. So, it's but it was sold it, out. It, it was yeah. But the thing was, is it's funny because when I went to see it, it was me, my buddy, and two other people. <laughs> two. There was four people in this theater and uh are you serious i swear to god and the first and and they were two they were an older couple they they watched they were together and the lady stands up and looks back at us because we were in like one of the last rows and she goes she goes uh if we were in texas or basically anywhere else but here this theater would be absolutely filled to the brim and i said you're 100 percent right that's why i just wonder if about cody johnson uh if he was better off before he signed his deal or, I mean, I'm sure he'll always be selling out like crazy. Yeah. And, uh, in Texas, but, um, I just don't know if he's going to play over as well yeah. on country radio. I think a lot of people loved him because he was independent. Yeah. And now that he's not, it's like, uh, he's just another signed artist. But that, the thing is, you know, is like, we, we can, th- and, and I think you're right. Like, I think you're right because I think that 
what country radio is, is it's not necessarily Cody Johnson anymore. That's just not what it is. And that's what we have. That's how, what we have to face the facts and we have to hit that head on. But I think that the thing is, is we can sit here and say, is Cody the same as he was pre pre record deal? Like when he was independent, but then again, he just put that record out and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. I like his, uh, my favorite record is. Uh, Ooh, let's compare uh, our favorite Cody Johnson records. I yeah. like this. This is a great idea. This I is... gotta remember the name of it. Are we talking about? Here we go. Gotta be me. That's a great one. I was gonna say that too because it's got half a song on there. Yeah, bro. Half songs. My favorite. My favorite all time Cody Johnson song. I'm a big or, yeah. like with you. I am kind of dude. Although I, I like will say, one. I will say, I sell out stadiums when I sing. I can't even walk. His version. Sell them out. Oh, I sound yeah. just like him in the car. You'll never know. But <laughs> I sound just like him in the car. You'll never, you'll never have any we, idea. We need the, uh, we need the record. I, I don't think, I don't think we do. I'm just, I'm just not going to, that's just maybe, maybe, maybe to you, maybe if I get enough beer in me, maybe, maybe. There we go. <laughs> maybe we'll go there to karaoke go. or something. I'll come visit Nashville, go do some karaoke. You'll find out for yourself. <laughs> you'll find yeah, out if baby. I clean the bar. Why not? <laughs> um, but I agree. I think like it's you know it's a it's a very um it's an interesting way to look at it because people people don't see that like you know some these guys have been doing numbers on crowds for years and just because you're now hearing them doesn't mean they're a new thing. I mean. <laughs> We'll use Morgan Wallen as an example. People, everyone, their mother loves Morgan Wallen, right? I mean, it's hard not to. He's, he's, yeah. You know, he, he makes some of the best songwriting wise. He's, he's incredible and he makes some great music. But, you know, when I saw Morgan Wallen in 2017, I still thought he was great. And now everyone's like, do you like Morgan Wallen? Yeah, of course I like Morgan Wallen, but I like Morgan Wallen four years ago too. Like, we want to realize how good that first record is. You know, incredible. a lot of people listen, listen. I mean, the dangerous record is, probably the best record that's came out yeah in general in the last you know five years but oh yeah um that first record i mean chasing you uh uh a little rain dude great record in tennessee yeah bro the way i talk the whole thing yeah i mean the whole thing dude everyone at big loud has a great record that that record label is incredible i mean I'm a big fan of them, and I'm a big fan of this uh, record label, Trickle, Triple Tigers. Um, they have uh, Scotty McCreary is probably their biggest. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Um, can't remember. But they have also uh, the girl that sings Burning House. Or Oh, damn. I know exactly what you're talking about. Who is it? But my point is, is – uh every single label or every single artist on their label has hits. you right. know it's like i feel i believe that this these labels getting you know too many artists underneath their belt they don't have time they don't have enough time to put into their to their artists whether it's um whether it's artist or whether it's time or money they're just you know it's like when you have a small amount it's like having kids dude it's like <laughs> imagine having four kids and then imagine having 18 kids like yeah. You're obviously gonna be able to spend a little bit more time and money on each kid if you have four of them. Of <laughs> that is 20. true. That's, of 20. that's a really good point. So basically, what we're saying uh, is John Wood here is not gonna have 20 kids. So um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if he'll be able to handle four. He might. He might yeah. only be able to get one. <laughs> I, I think. I think that's it. that's actually a really good point. I think you're right. And I. But I, it's funny because I think like anyone who signed a big, big loud puts out 
just awesome records. But I, I agree with you that your 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 reasoning there. Do you think that that's actually this is a good conversation actually? Do you think that record labels um, each have their own like sound, like they're looking for a particular sound per label? Kinda nowadays. I mean, it didn't used to be that way. Um, but I, like, you look at the sound, like you look at the '90s records. Uh, they almost all sound the same. Yeah. You know, whether the only difference you had was their all their vocals. Yeah. But you look at Tracy Lawrence. I mean, with production, you didn't know a Tracy Lawrence song. With production, you didn't know. A, I mean, I kind of knew. I, I kind of knew a Brooks and Dunn song by production, but. Um, yeah. Nowadays, you hear like John Party. You kind of know it's going to be a John Party song just mm -hmm. by production mm -hmm. with uh, Bart Butler and everything. But, um, you know, with Morgan Wallen, especially Chesney, dude, Chesney Records, uh, as soon as they, as soon as the song comes on here by him, you know exactly who it is. Yep. As soon as You're the song a big comes Chesney on, guy, aren't you? Yeah, man, I love Chesney. That was like yeah. my first, like, okay, back to what we were saying about when I wanted to be a country artist. Chesney was like when I when I first was start listening to like uh, that that first greatest hits record don't happen twice. Uh, she's got it all. I mean, so many good stuff. That's that's when I like she thinks I'm my tractor sexy. When it was cool, dude. When country was, I mean, country is super cool now. But like that badass vibe that the badass beach vibe that Chesney had back in like 2000, 2001. Yeah. Um, like what i wanted to be yeah yeah i you know it's funny you said when country was cool i mean unfortunately when i grew up country was never cool that's why oh, yeah. that's why i i was so against it for a while because i was like i can't be the one the one weirdo who just like absolutely and i and i and i wish i had the cojones so you know you know, walk around and listen to Chesney and listen to Al old Aldine and all that. I wish now looking back at it, God, I yeah. wish. But I, and I, it's funny because, like, if I was a senior in high school and if I was confident in what I was listening to at the time, because like no one knew, right? Like, you walked around the hallways when you were in high school with your earbuds in, everyone thought you were listening to like Drake, Eminem, Lil Wayne, you know, whoever the hell you want to listen to. But I'm sitting there and I'm walking around listening to Rascal, old Rascal Flats, old Aldine, and some Chesney. And no one had a damn clue because I didn't tell anyone because it was like, I don't know, it was weird. So, but I wish I pulled up like blasting some like, some like she's country or something like that. I wish, I wish I had the balls to do that, but I didn't. And you know, now here we well, are. Where I grew up, it was it's a lot bigger now. But out there's like outskirts of Raleigh, town called Wake Forest. But it was like like my mom, where my mom was born, was like the sticks. So, I mean, I had an old pickup truck, and I would I would go around blasting. You're a cooler man than I am. You are a cooler <laughs> man than I am. But that was a crowd. I mean, but then you had like your prints yeah. that were listening to Drake. And I seriously couldn't tell you one Drake song right now. Uh, right now, I listen, well, to, I listen to a lot of Eminem. I still love Eminem's badass. So do I. But I listen to Eminem because I think his words are actually like they're good. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like, I well, think it's like, I feel like I can, I mean, I can't relate to it because I didn't grow up, you know, that's in Detroit the other thing. Or wherever he, wherever he grew up. It's not Detroit. But um, I listen to country music because it's relatable. That's know? my thing too. That's my thing too. I agree. So, I, uh, I, I think I don't it's know. just cult I like cultural differences. Hundred percent. I like Eminem and I like Drake, but I, and I can tell you 
Drake songs and MM songs, but I'm not telling you I'm listening to them every day at all. Like I'm listening to them occasionally when I'm trying to read a read a room and not want to, you know, play some straight or you know, Alan Jackson. So <laughs> so it's like one of those deals. And and um that's my I thing always too. had the aux taken from me at parties, at house parties. I, I think would, I think I'd go in there and play Luke Bryan or G Sandine, and they were like, All right, John's got the freaking ox, take it. I think now if some of my favorite times, I know you're going to agree with me because I, I know this is how you are, but I think my, some of my favorite times now, if I was to put a speaker, just like, let's say I'm sitting down here on a Saturday night by myself or a Friday night. And I, you know, I have a six pack of Miller light and a speaker and I'm listening to some old country music. That, those are some of my favorite times. Oh yeah, dude. Well, the best thing is going to a, like a bar. I have a, I've got a local bar right here. I live South of Nashville, like 20 minutes from Franklin. And I'll go over there, dude. Take over the jukebox, bro. Tim McGraw, like old Tim McGraw, old George Strait, old Kenny, and just sit there and have a beer, dude. That's the As best you feeling. should. As you should. For some reason, it's always a better feeling when one of your favorite songs comes on the radio or the jukebox instead of like when you play it. Yeah. It's like, it just hits you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those times where you're like, like, I love this. And this is the reason why I'm supposed to be sitting here right now. I had this. Yeah, it's funny because I, uh, uh like i like i told you like i say all the time i work in radio and i worked in radio through college but i um was gifted a pair of cowboy boots from a from a radio host who grew up in damon i know you're not listening to this but i want to say it was kansas we're gonna go with that and he had a pretty extensive pair of our boot collection and it was like everything from like snakeskin to like ostrich and gator and whatever right Heck yeah, dude. And some pretty and at that time i didn't wear boots so like i was like oh that's cool but i can never pull it off now that's a different story i could probably pull it off if i had it but he gifted me a pair once and uh, me and my friends were going out. i went to school in hartford connecticut which is not cowboy boot country let's be honest here so i one night all my friends were like yo you got wear the boots i dare you and i was like this isn't a dare like i'll do it they're sick i'll do it <laughs> so i put them on and these are some like these were like um i forgot how what they call them but they're like the mexican style so they're pointed toe oh they're, pointed toe yeah and they were they were really i thought they were really cool they were all black they were all black and they had a um a bull on the on the toe of them like with with like with literally like the horns too and there's oh dumb. my god they were john i'm telling you they were cool i'm telling you like you you'd be like okay no but i swear they're cool i wore them and i wore them all night and I'm playing pool with these two dudes at this bar and uh, <laughs> I beat them in pool. It was like a two on one thing. They walk up to me and they go, good game. And I'm like, thanks guys. And they're like, the boots sick. And I'm like, yes, this is why I came here. Like, this is exactly why I came here for that compliment. And it was great. It was a great time. So step out of your box. Like, hey, boots, we... are, uh, boots are good conversation pieces. Yes, they are. I used, I used to uh, work for, uh, company called luke casey did you really it's big, yeah it's a big boot company yeah. and uh man i got to meet a lot of people i mean we had thomas red in there a lot yeah uh, but what's cool is though that it, like you, you you didn't have to talk about his music you know you just talk like he would sit there and talk for hours about boots uh we had ronnie dunn in there a few That's... times um but no man we'd have people come in just hang out just because they wanted to be around it i mean we were making, you know, dude, 
Sickest thing that ever happened to me there was I got to hang out with Post Malone for like an hour. No at, way. Yeah, he came in after hours and uh, spent, spent a crap ton of money. And uh, But no, yeah, I was there for like an hour with him. Just Wow. Hanging out with Post Malone. That's pretty, did you get any discounts? Did he? No, you. Or did I? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> All right, good. So do you have, yeah, I, I feel like you have a good collection. I've seen some of your boots. They're pretty nice. I, I used to have. Uh, I gave a few away. I gave one to my producer. Um, I wish but, I knew John Wood when he's working on the case. Dude, I mean, I've got probably left over. I've probably got like 10 grand in the Casey boots. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sad. I didn't spend 10 grand. But. What size you wear? <laughs> uh, small. In boots, I'm, I wear a, I'm an I wear a nine. You got anything? In, yeah, there we go. Yeah. There's anything you don't want? Toss it my way. Swing it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, bro. I got I got small feet. I don't know. I, I don't have too. small feet. I've got normal size feet. Yeah, you just don't have big feet. You just yeah. Don't. When a dude's got twelve foot or twelve foot, twelve size twelve shoe, it's too big. It's because you got more room for brains in the head. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Smaller feet, bigger brains. Um, do you uh do you uh, I saw that you spent on the boot conversation. We're gonna move on from this conversation, but I just want to yeah. make, make this make this uh i want to ask you a question here so tacova's opened up a store in national i love tacovas yeah uh, i wear tacovas i'm probably gonna get another pair of tacovas i think they're really comfortable and i just personally like them a lot you played there a couple of times am i wrong i played it um the tacovas had a, a an opening in birmingham yeah and then they, and then i played that and then i played two shows there and then i played one show with the nashville store open that's cool but yeah i played i played for them a few times and uh Got a couple free pairs of boots. So See, that you're just living it. I, I would, yeah. I would kill. I would do anything for a free pair of boots. It's pretty awesome. I just would because I like them. We've been trying to get in touch with Justin because I wear Justin boots more now. Oh, dude. Um, and uh, just trying to get that. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, well, but I would too. I would too. Aren't Justin's are more affordable though, right? Yeah, I mean the, the pair I wear is like three ninety nine. So yeah, so like you can get overall, a pair. Yeah, you can get a pair for like two hundred dollars. Yeah, I, yeah. What, so, you know what I look at, right? I, I just don't like uh, like when I buy a pair of boots. I don't want them to be like rubber or yeah. any of that jazz. Yeah, so, I like leather sole too. Um, personally, I, it's funny because people are listening to this are probably like, "Why the hell do we care about your soles right now?" Let's you know get into some. Oh, stuff. I know. Yeah, but uh, hey, that's why we're here. If you, there's got to be someone who's interested in boots and cares about what we wear on our feet, but um, yeah, dude. um, yeah. So 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 steering away from the boot conversation here well why don't we talk about it that um you just signed a uh a uh, a pub deal with uh peer music uh in yeah. nashville and uh one congratulations because that's awesome Thanks, bro. like you said you've only been there for a few years so the fact that you've done that already is um is um something to commend and something to uh tip your hat to because that's real awesome and how was for you personally you know you signed this deal you moved to nashville you signed this deal was there a weight lifted off your shoulders? The fact that you kind of get to do this and get paid to write songs. Like that's what, that's what you get to do. Yeah. Like, uh, yes and no. I mean, it's weird. Like I was very happy to get out of working a job, but signing a contract is kind of, uh, it's kind of scary because yeah. it's, 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 it's the, the clock started ticking. Yeah. It's like, um, 
you know, with any contract they have, you know, they sign, uh, you know, let's say they sign you for four years uh, or two years or three years. Each year they have a chance to drop you. So if you don't work hard enough during that first year, they'll get rid of you. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, it's kind of like now is go time. Um, So it's a great thing, but it's also, it's not, you know, a time to goof around and uh, um, sit on my ass and do nothing. But it also kind of motivates me to get, you know, to get going and to remind, and it reminds me of what I'm here for. And um, it's been great. I mean, I I love my team. Uh, They're all super uh, motivational and uh, just there for everyone. Um, We're more like a family. Um, There's only a few of us over there, uh, but my producer signed over there. Uh, We got Michael Knox, Jason Aldean's producer. um, And, uh, it's been really good just going in there, especially it's nice to have an office to go into and to get away from, you know, your house or, you know, writing at someone else's house. I mean, you kind of get to get in there, bust ass and then go home and just chill. So it's like, it's like any other job, right? You don't like people hate, a lot of people hate working from home. You don't want to work from home. Yeah. I couldn't imagine working from home. I mean, there's sometimes, you know, if it's rainy or something, you know, my brother writes Blake um, and uh, we'll just sit here and order a pizza or something. Yeah. Which is like, which is nice and like you can yeah do that. and it's cool I mean, that, you know you have that option yeah don't get me wrong we you know we like to sit at home as much as we can you know, just because <laughs> most we get busy i mean next two weeks i'll be out on the road and uh you know at times when you're like man i'm, I'm bored of sitting at home it's yeah. like there would be times when you're like god i wish i could just sit on my couch and yeah. do nothing yeah, I, I, I believe it. I'm, I'm the same way. Trust me. But yeah, I, I completely agree. But I really I think that that's that it's, it's great that you're getting that recognition and that, you know, because you do deserve it. And um, you've for years now, in my personal opinion, have been pumping out some fantastic songs. So the fact that like you get to do this and focus all your time on it and not have to focus on it. Thanks, bro. Is, um, Thanks, dude. It's kind of is kind of awesome so so again congratulations and uh i think it's great and i can't wait to see where that takes you and where that leads you and and all the good things that uh that we want to happen right um so let's uh let's kind of talk about these new songs here because there's some things i want to talk about um let's say this first today so you have three you put out three songs in the last i guess or were they all in 2021 or was one of them 2020 i put uh what are leaving left out? Uh, summer's never over. Yep, and, and drive. drive. Right. Yeah. So all, yeah, all recently. Well, within the last, you know, month, few months or so. Yeah. Um, and then today, as of today, is or as of today, as of recording, um, is they're all stripped now. On yeah, man, um, put out a stripped EP, and uh, they're actually doing pretty good. A lot of people are loving it. We posted, I I love the stripped versions. I do. Sweet dude, thanks, bro. I, I we posted a. Uh, we posted a, or I posted a, like a, a snippet on TikTok. Yeah. Everybody loved it. Got like 30,000 views or something like that, but yeah. it's cool, man. Yeah. So. I, I think they sound great. And I mean, obviously I love the regular version, the fully produced versions as well, but, but there's something about stripped and, and um, I think your voice really, really uh, does well when it comes to the strip things, just because I just think you have a really, really nice tone. So uh, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of nice to hear the stripped version of them and the more uh, raw and uncut versions. I guess that's how you want to look yeah. at it. But um, you, I, I noticed you're on that TikTok grind a little bit. You, trying to be, man. You utilize the TikTok. 
Yeah, I try to. Uh, I'm not as good as, a, as I should be, or I don't use it as much as Your brother's a little bit better than than you are, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, I got to call yeah. you out for it. No, he's got like 200,000 followers on TikTok. Or yeah, he how does. 230,000. But no, he, uh, he's crushing it. Dude, he's the one that got me into it, though. Right. Blake and I am friends on TikTok. That's how I know this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's how i know this but um but yeah no i mean i think it's an, it's always a uh tiktok's an interesting thing i say that i think i think a lot of people say that it's like you know the it, it doesn't make sense in in the moment moment just kind of like works i don't know what happens it works out and i guess it helps numbers i mean i, I don't really know how it, how those things correlate but um dude it man it's amazing how many streams like blake got like, like gosh probably 10 million streams just from tiktok yeah and uh no yeah he got like i mean it's amazing how just social media has helped out the music industry yeah um i mean it's taken people that you know are sitting from home recording and you know giving them a crap ton of streams and giving them a career giving them a platform um i mean with every with every uh genre yeah not just country music no, I think not at all. I don't think country music has ever been so popular. I mean, it is such a trend these days. I mean, it used to be, you know, rap was the cool thing. And now it's like if you don't listen to country, you know, you're not you're not in with the with the trend. You know, it's great. It's it's great because it wasn't always like that. And I, I wow. think that it's I think that it's like that because it's I don't know. I maybe I'd get some hate for this, but if you don't listen to country music then and you and you hate it or you don't recognize that it's good music, then maybe you don't know good music. Yeah. Honestly, that's how I see it. Because like, you know, if you listen to rock music and you listen to singer songwriter kind of stuff or, 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 you know, even like something like some certain pop things, then I guarantee you, you listen to country music in some aspect. Yeah. Right. I mean, why wouldn't you? They're doing very you listen to more. You listen to Morgan Wallen's Morgan Wallen's record. A lot of it has a lot of uh, pop and rock right. uh, flavors to it. I yeah. mean, it's uh, like like uh, what is it? Um, Warning. Yeah, such a great song. But then it's funny because you go you go from like Warning, and then you have like um, like even the Heartless uh, Wallen album version. Yeah. It's very rocky, right? But then you have Sand in My Boots, and it's a very country. So yeah. You know, it's it's just it's, it's kind of you, you got to decide. I, I like how it's how it's so flavorful. If that's the word you want to use, but no, I, like yeah. when I went into it, and I'm sure you agree with this too. But when I went into it, you look at it, and it's like 32 songs in total, right? And you have this big record. And honestly, I went into it thinking like, there's one of two things that can happen here. I'm either gonna love it and it's gonna be incredible, or he's gonna kind of lose his way a little bit and like kind of you know, do things that people don't necessarily like, but I listened to the whole thing. And by the end of it, there was quite one. I love, there's not one song that I don't like on it, which was phenomenal. The fact that there's 32 songs. There's not one song I don't like, but I listened to the whole thing, top to bottom. And I said, you know what, if you like country or not, there's going to be something on this list of songs that you're going to love. Absolutely. And it's because he's so Because he's so versatile. That's what it is. Dude. You know, what's crazy is I remember sitting there, before the record came out, this was last summer, right when Seven Summers came out. And I didn't really listen to Morgan Wallen a whole lot until uh, about a month after Seven Summers came out. And I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And 
Dude, I fell in love with that song. I mean, that was like, I probably listened to that song 50 times a day. I mean, it was, it was so new. It was so refreshing. Uh, it had so much like just traditional country vibes about it. Yeah. Um, but also a modern taste. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, then the record came out and I remember sitting there trying to find a song that I didn't like. <laughs> and it was impossible. I mean, you know, a lot of people can say it's because of a lot of things. They could say it's because Morgan Wallen could sing a phone book or they could say because all those songs are incredible. I mean, it's true. Every single song on that record, anybody would cut. If you wouldn't cut, if, as an artist, if you don't want to sing those songs, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say you're an idiot, but I'm just saying. You'd be you're pretty, not smart. <laughs> yeah, you'd be pretty not smart to cut any of those songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're just great written songs. I yeah. mean, could not agree more. Could not agree more. I, I think you're a hundred percent right. And uh, that's what it comes down to is, is, as you know, he's doing it for the song. And, and I think that that's really, really cool. Um, let me ask you about these new songs here, right? These three new songs. Um, do yeah. you think that you're, that you're, I don't know how, how to, do you think the fact that you're able to, you know, sign a pub deal and then, and then, you know, in the process, obviously the pub deal came a little bit after, but you know, you put these three songs out with the intent that, you know, they were going to kind of get you somewhere. Cause before, you know, you have an EP out, you have, you know, a full project out for the most part. Um, and then, you know, you have some uh, songs in there, some singles in there, but um, like, do you think that this is kind of the direction you've, you've wanted to go sound wise and like, and, and song wise, I, cause I, cause I think like you put off, if you, if you were to look at you straight up, right. You, you could say like, Oh, he's very traditional, but you're not necessarily incredibly traditional. I mean, you, you no. have that, you have that capability. Cause like with yeah. songs like Brooks and uh, with the um, Brooks and done me wrong. Thank you. I was blanking on it for a second. Yeah. Like a song like that, like that's on the more traditional side. Yeah. I mean, so I think we're trying, like, you know, uh, we're kind of doing the route of just recording good songs. I yeah. mean, um, the next three songs that we're putting out, I've got a single coming out October 29th, which I haven't, I haven't talked about yet on, on any social media. So, they'll hear it here first but um that is uh not super traditional but it's definitely i mean country but still very rocking um and then the song after that song uh me and blake wrote uh lost and found which is pretty uh pretty country i just got the mix back today and uh super excited about that uh but the third song we're putting out is pretty rocking i think man we're just you know, I think any any of the songs that I sing are going to sound country just because that's when I sing, it sounds, you know, kind of country. Um, but it's kind of hard to say, you know, we'll never do this sound or we'll never do that sound when I'm really open for anything. I mean, I think when we go into the studio, we just go to look to make a, the best sound of record um, and we don't try to copy anything. You know, it's like it'd be stupid to go in there and say, hey, Morgan Wallen just came out with Seven Summers. Let's go try to write something that sounds like Seven Summers. Uh, or we just say, hey, that's a great song. Let's write another good song. Because um, you don't want to put yourself in a box, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't want, I don't want something to sound crazy if I did go, if I was strictly traditional. And then one day I'm like, you know what? I want to record this song, but it's going to sound modern. And then everyone's like, that's weird. Right. Uh, it's like, I want it to be, I want them to feel open to anything. Like, I wonder what this next song by, by Johnson sound like. Because um, trust me, if you listen to like the catalog of songs that, you know we're recording you'd be like one sounds like i mean they do there's a song in there that sounds like some like the intro sounds like a like a drake record i mean <laughs> <laughs> um 
but it's uh it's all about good music and i think that's cool i think that's cool because that's why we like morgan wallen exactly and the thing is is like i don't want to get into the conversation of what's country and what's not country because quite frankly like i you know i listen to all aspects of country music obviously there's some that i like a little bit less than others but that doesn't mean i don't like it or appreciate good music so um, i mean it's like if we get down to it it's like nothing today is traditional country thank you and then in the 90s nothing then was traditional country no absolutely it's like traditional country if you if you get down to it was i mean that's the question is what is traditional country because the 90s they were doing things different early 2000s they were doing things different so these whole this whole group of people that are trying to go back to the '90s look, and I'm not saying like I'm not saying wearing a cowboy hat, you know, is is '90s. I think it's just you know wearing a cowboy hat, but you know, trying to make something cool again still needs to have its own taste. Right, and that doesn't mean that you can like, like if that's how if that's the sound you like and that's the sound you want to emulate, then go ahead and do that, and then give it your own little twist. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's like why would you go listen to a George Strait? tribute artist when you can just listen to george Strait. it's like even if he's a phenomenal singer it's like well what is some of his stuff his own of his own stuff is put out right so um I think you're right i think you're right i think that yeah. you know you know the, there's there's people that that are saying what's country and what's not country you just have to decide what makes country music country music and to me it's all about the song um yeah the second you lose that is the second you lose the the you know, it's all about the song and it's all about kind of how it's how it's pushed forward. And the second you lose that is the second, I guess it's not country. But you that's also up subjective. Like you can decide what's country and what's not country at that point, too. You know what I'm saying? Like you turn on you you turn on the radio, right? And you turn on, you know, whatever you want, whatever station you want to turn on, and then you turn on the Garth channel, you're gonna get different things from the Garth ch- channel on Sirius XM than you're gonna get on your local, you know, whatever. Yeah. So like yeah. You got to just decide what you what you think is country and what you think is not country. You don't have to. Well, you know what? When you listen to the Garth radio, I mean, you go like imagine if you had, you know, you went to go listen to Garth's playlist or whatever, like mm-hmm. his personal playlist. You're going to hear stuff that Garth grew up listening to. You can hear stuff that, you know, some of Garth's competition in the 90s. But you're also going to hear stuff that's know, not country music. You look at um, what's his name? Oh, shoot. Uh, Lefty Frizzell. Yep. People thought. You know, Lefty Frizzell, if you listened to if you went and listened to Waylon Jennings, he'd be like, That is not country. That yeah. is rock, you know. I mean, you go listen to um if if Lefty would have listened to, you know, Brooks and Dunn, he'd be like, What the hell is this? So country changes, you know, sounds change. Um All rock music and roll rock and roll changes. Look at sixties rock compared <laughs> to nineties rock. To look 80s at the rock. look at the Beatles and look at AC. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so but now when you got stuff like I'm not dishing on Sam Hunt, I think he's a great artist, I think he's a great writer. Um, I think his new song 23 is incredible, but some of the stuff he puts out is super pop. And that's I mean, fair. Like, and, and you you don't have to like that, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, like I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I'm I'm totally, you know, agreeing with you on that, on that. Uh, on that statement but then he puts out like 2016 and 2016 that's a country song yeah you know what i mean so so it's all subjective and i think it's like probably the most ridiculous conversation because i'm just like no one's ever going to win if you think about it like there's literally no end to that conversation so it's like beating a dead horse 
quite literally like beating a dead horse. I mean, it's just not, there's no end in sight there. No, so no. I just think it's funny. And, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just think, yeah, that that's, that, that's what I'm getting at. Random question here during, during the quarantine, during like, like the height of COVID, right. You spent, yeah. oh, and I'm jealous. I'm jealous about what I'm about to tell you. You spent a lot of time. Were you a ranch hand in Wyoming? Yeah, man. I worked on. Uh, How badass is that? <laughs> I miss it. Uh, out in Jackson, Wyoming, Jackson Hole, Jackson. But uh, yeah, man, I made a lot of great friends and uh, met a lot of cool people. Um, and uh, it was awesome. Was it really? It looked it looked fun because for for people don't that don't follow John on Instagram, one go follow John on Instagram. Two, if you go look at John's Instagram and like the chunk of his like news post, all you're gonna see is like a good like 10 to 15 pictures of John on a horse. And they're like all in a row, too. They're like they're just like, like everyone knew exactly what I was doing. Like if you didn't know that John was riding a horse in the mountains of freaking Wyoming. All you had to do was look at his Instagram and you would have been. Yeah. And, and they're just like in this cluster and it's just, there. It, it looks like it's fake. Like it looks like you did it for like a movie or something, but that's really what you did. And it's really awesome. I was on the Yellowstone shoot. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> that was, that was um, so cool. It really did. No, man, it was awesome. It was. Did any songs come out of that or no? Not one. No, <laughs> no, dude. I got away from the music. I just kind of put it down. Because I'll be honest, dude. During that time, I mean, there was talk of labels being shut down until next year, till 2022. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, like I got two years of nothing. Like nothing was open. So I kind of just put it away. And you know, I played music. I, I, you know, I brought my guitar and I picked it up and. I play. I still played it all the time, but um, it was definitely not on my mind that this was something I could do for a living right now. Yeah. And that was initially the first reason why I took off to Wyoming was because I was going to do something else in my life. It'd be to work out west, you know, and work with horses and work with um, work on a ranch. Because um, I love the west, man. I love. I'm a big outdoorsman. I love uh, hunting. Um, and uh, I just got back from Indiana. I went bow hunting up there. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we went, you know, miles out in the wilderness on horseback. I mean, like the only cell service you had was on the top of the tallest mountain. And sometimes you need that, right? Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, when you have no idea where the crap you are and which direction you just came from and you can't pull up Google Maps. I mean, um, oh, are you saying sometimes you need? You need, I say, (laughs) I mean, sometimes you need need isolation. I mean, you're right. Sometimes you don't know where you are. You need Google Maps. Yeah. Sometimes isolation is good. Well, I can dude, see it on your face is, mid-sentence there. You were like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, now, no. What's the best part I was going to say is in my cabin in the mountains on that ranch, I didn't have any, uh, no Wi-Fi, no self-service. So, dude, and I had no AC, no AC in my, uh, oh my, in my cabin. God. But, dude, it'd be like, now during the day, it'd get hot. It'd be like 90 degrees in the day. But, dude, we wake up the next morning, and it'd be 17 degrees. Um, so, I'd have the heat on. But dude, it was uh, it was crazy out there. You, when you went to your cabin, you went to sleep. You know, it's like it wasn't no no laying in bed on your phone. You yeah. know, going through Instagram. It was just you laid right there, and I had a window right next to my bed, and I'd sit there and I'd watch the stars. I mean, I could walk outside and see the Milky Way. I mean, it was nice. pitch black. But it was uh, sunset was at ten o'clock at night, dude. 
That's but, wild. That's wild. Yeah, it's funny. Man. It's funny because I, uh, like we said before, I just had an episode out with Ian Munzik, and uh, obviously he's from Wyoming. And I, I he's told from him, Wyoming, I, yeah. I said, I want to go. I really want to go and visit Wyoming because Wyoming and like Montana are like those two states where I'm like, people actually live out there, but I've never once met someone that lives there. So, like, and I just think it's beautiful land, and all I want to do is go out there and visit. And oh, dude, it's, it's I the think best it's place awesome. in the in the freaking country. I mean, I went to, I got the chance to go to Yellowstone a few times while living out there. And yeah, uh, the ranch I worked on was an hour yeah. from Yellowstone. And you know, you get out there, man, there's, you know, all to your right, you got a thousand bison, you know, you got antelope. And then you look over and you've got freaking 300 feet of water shooting out of the ground. And, uh, well, guess what? Here in Jersey, we have squirrels. There you go. So I win. I yeah. win. Magic little creatures called squirrels. <laughs> squirrels are little assholes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, no, that's that's so cool. That is so cool. Um, like I said, I'm jealous, and um, maybe one day I'll make it out there. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, uh, John, dude, thanks for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. We got into a couple of conversations that I wasn't ready for. I was not ready for them, and I'm glad they happened. I am absolutely glad they happened. Um, yeah, bro. And uh, me, dude. of course, and you're, you're doing some awesome things and your songs are fantastic. And I'm excited to hear the new one. Um, and I'm just excited to see where everything goes for you. Cause you're dope. That's all I'm getting. Yeah, man. So, um, thanks bro. Of course. Of course. Hey, so area, far, dude, hit me up. I, I will do that. I think I'm yeah, trying man. to, uh, to, uh, get there sooner rather than later, just for, you know, a weekend trip or something like that. So hopefully coming yeah, up, but, um, and if that's the case, it's going to be all over my Instagram because obviously it's got to be. But um, everybody go follow John on Instagram at John Wood Music, all one word. And uh, go listen to his music wherever you stream music, wherever you listen to music. Um, that Strip DP is out now. Uh, and then everything else. Go, just go listen to it all. It's fantastic. Go share it. Go love it. Go spin it. Do all the great things that... Um, you should do if you're a music fan. That's what I'm getting at. Everybody remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars. Love the episode and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. As always, I'm Kyle Corbis. That's John Wood. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.